Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Arsenio Hall's weirdly long fingers. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. Cue the theme song. To Mr. McDowell. I will do no such thing. The man is beneath me and so is his daughter. You want me to renounce my throne? I will. From this moment on, I renounce my throne. I am no longer the Prince of the Munda. I renounce my throne! Your rent's due, motherfucker! And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Are you conscious? Shoot. What is Lisa? Your daddy here just ran her off. Five hundred thousand. As long as you ask him, why don't we go for a cool million? Alright. I wanna take you back to nineteen eighty-eight so that we can fly over a wonderful forest, over a beautiful valley and river, and fly into the big picture of Zamunda as we go the other way, coming to America. Uh, John Landis directs Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, James Earl Jones, John Amos, Madge Sinclair, Sherry Headley. That's right, that's right. And Eddie Murphy um, and Arsenio, and then Eddie Murphy again, and Arsenio again, and Eddie Murphy and Arsenio. Again, and again. Yeah, yeah. they're playing multiple characters this here. This is where uh, that started. First... Do you guys think this is where that, the whole Crump, or the whole, uh, what is it called, where he just played the all clump. the characters? The Clumps? Yeah, yeah. that's where this... I, was this the, he the first one who did this, where he, he played a bunch I, of characters? I can't recall, because if you think <laughs> about... Um... I can't think of anything else that started that. Him and Arsenio play like five or six characters each in this. Well, yeah, it's, it's true. And four. it makes me want to say out of the gate that um, some of the characters, some of the makeup, like uh, Eddie Murphy being the um, the old Jewish guy uh, in the hair shop. Yeah. That's that's like that's hilarious and like really great makeup. And um, there's one other character that he plays that you would have no idea. The singer. The singer on stage, you can't tell is him. Right. That's actually that's yeah. actually the one. That one, you're right. And the and the uh, the old Jewish guy are the two that are well, almost yeah, indistinguishable. That they're Eddie Murphy. Yeah, but every face, time though. Arsenio Hall is in, yeah, but the singer isn't. The singer's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. The singer Arsenio Hall, really you can doesn't tell look it's like Arsenio him. every single time. He's got Pretty such much. a such a distinguished face. I think it's hard. to Is that though the makeup people's fault, or is it Arsenio's face's fault? I don't know. It's tough to well, say. Well, I, I mean, face in fault. in the barber shop, Eddie Murphy's like older barber shop guy. Like you could see in the high yeah. version that we watch, like that makeup. It, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, it wasn't all. It wasn't all great. I mean, they they weren't trying to hide it too too much. You, you could as soon as they start talking, you can hear it in their voice who it is. But f- I mean, the the Jewish character in particular um, was pretty funny and and well done by Eddie Murphy. Me and John yeah, though so. did notice this time that that stuff that happens at the uh, Black Women's Awareness or Black Women's Beautiful Whatever contest. Yeah. That stuff between both of them goes on way, way, way too long. The Arsenio thing like just drags. And then when he brings out yeah. Eddie Murphy, he sings the whole song and all that stuff. The only stuff that's funny is when he's like, sexual chocolate, sexual chocolate. <laughs> like you should My brother used that- to make mixtapes and he would call them all. He would, well, he called one anyways, sexual chocolate. And I didn't get it when I was young. <laughs> and then later on, I was like, oh, son of a bitch, you know? Yeah, and I like that part, but like he, he, that shit needed to be cut way, way down. That was them um, wanting to enjoy themselves doing that stuff in the movie. 
Yeah, I think a lot of fun that, okay. was had here. Sorry, John. There's yeah, that's what I, I wanted to bring up as a talking point. Um, after I just quickly go through a, a bit of a synopsis for the movie, but uh, Prince Akeem from Zamunda um, has an okay life, I guess, if if you like being bathed by three women at a time. Um, and you're supposed to be sleeping with them all too because the king surely does. Um, <laughs> I think he said that in front arranged... of his wife. Did he not say yeah, that in no, front of no, his wife? The wife wasn't there, but... Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Still, that's pretty fucking well, brazen. So, so his parents. Um, I cheat uh, on your mother with my bathers, Akim. I cheat on her. And she doesn't care. She's probably getting the 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 rose petal droppers to do her too. I am your father. Um, <laughs> anyway, Akim has a arranged marriage set up for him, and his wife is very very agreeable. So much so that he asks her a couple of simple questions, trying to make a connection, and basically she is a robot. So he decides that uh, he will go to America for 40 days, 41 days, I think, um, to sow his oats. They, they say that a few times. I think his dad just wanted him to go get laid a little bit. And yeah. Akeem decides to live as poorly as they can in America to get the full experience working at McDowell's, um, taking care of garbage and falling in love with a lady who's <laughs> dating a dude with the best Jerry Curl ever. Oh, my God. Hilarious. And the shiniest. And the shiniest. Um, and then it's time for Akeem to go back. But will he Will he f- marry the love of his life or will she run away? Good question. And mysteriously appear later. What will happen? Dun, dun, coming to America. So, yeah. So, in this movie, uh, Arsenio and Eddie Murphy do play a, a bunch of sets of characters. And um, that just automatically draws my mind to something um where you can cross the line with indulgence yeah Um, some of that doesn't hold up any longer for sure it's it's like they needed to pull way back on the introduction of the minister character and the singer because you see them later at the at the party and stuff they're at the party there's they they less is more would have been more with with all of that even in the barbershop some of that gets a little long and it you, it well, loses the, the its whole, luster. The whole scene at the um, what is that gathering they're at again? It's it's something to do with it's, it's like a the, it's uh, a contest for for black women in the community. No, it's a it's a fundraising. No, but those yeah, it was a, there is a beauty. They were just up there as window dressing. Uh, it's a weird yeah, thing. That's it, a fundraiser a, and a beauty it was contest. A church thing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think so too. Or it might or have something. been. I yeah, mean, it might have been. That's all they needed. See, that was the part that was good. Is his inappropriateness sex- sexually when he's talking about the women and he said he was a reverend. So <laughs> then you cut. Then you cut to like him bringing up the singer. Like there's a whole bunch of other stuff he goes on off all about that he yeah, gives like a little point. sermon or whatever. You just didn't need it. And uh, the whole and, point of that scene was so that um, they could introduce the people from McDowell's so yes. that Eddie would want to go work there. That's all that needed to happen with that whole scene. Yeah, because he goes sees on Lisa. Like, he just needs to see Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it goes, so that goes on way too long. And so there, some of the characters really stood out. Also in that same set of scenes, the barbershop guys are there and nothing that they do is funnier or better than when they're in the barbershop. Because no. I love when they're arguing and telling each other. I love watching old guys yell at each other. But the boxing is funny the too. I think I, little, I know a little bit more about boxing. When I was a kid, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. But this time I was like, I, I actually know a little bit about the history. And it's interesting to hear their stupid opinions. <laughs> and they're arguing to me. That worked actually better this time than when I was younger, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, like, because they had so many secondary characters to fill time, it's like, did they not have enough to give to the main characters to do? Because 
that's the kind of the way anytime you're in a, a B or a C story in this movie, it's with Ar- Arsenio and Eddie anyway, doing just different character stuff. And it's all you really care this about is really hollow to tell you the truth. It, um, it, yeah, it suffers yeah from it's that. not complicated. It's not no. complicated. You, you get immediately, you know, what's going to happen. So but then I, will I guess say, it becomes the, the spectacle of the, watching the, these comedians do their shit. The, yeah. That's what, and that stuff was the least interesting because I would get really interested in the movie when Akeem's mopping the floor and staring at Lisa. And uh, I really like him because he, because of how kind of vulnerable and innocent he is. When he like talks about who he is and stuff and how the garbage stuff that John, I think John's gonna quote this week. Uh, I I I I like I like Akeem. Uh, I he's endearing. No, so, you do it's because hard. he's it's a impossible. good man. He's a man that yeah. has everything, and and he gets and mad by all sense could be could be a pendulant, uh, petulant child, whatever. Right? He could be a huge douche, but. Yeah. He's actually like a very considered man and a very like a very wise guy for his age, of course, right? Like I'm not just gonna do this because it's what I'm supposed to do. Like I see the opportunity for more and I'm gonna question that, right? I think that yeah. he is he is a definitely a likable character. He's someone that we he's get humble. behind immediately because right away in his birthday when he's like, Do you think maybe for once I could shit by myself? Like right away you start to pick up on what his deal is. So I love the way they develop him because immediately you understand him and you like him because you're cheering for that. And you like that. He's not, he's not abusing yeah. power. And, right? and, and they say no, by the way, they, they don't, they don't uh, let him wipe his own ass. <laughs> Which yeah. is yeah. great. <laughs> but also though, the other thing is they do really well in the storytelling is all of the stuff in the first 20, 25 minutes before they go to America is really actually good storytelling because even when he's having the debate with Simi, who is Arsenio Hall, they're fighting with those sticks. So they're actually like competing while they're arguing about about the point. And then he ends up winning that battle. So like that was just an interesting scene. Well directed. There's some tension and stuff there. And it was fun. It also was relevant to the scene later, which is another one of my favorite scenes when they thwart the robbery. Yes, that fits in, too. In, in principle, I like that scene. I don't like that... Um, uh, that Eddie Murphy would just walk up to Samuel L. Jackson so calmly and allow that shotgun to be pointed at his chest. Samuel yeah, that's just that not happen. a smart idea. Yeah, he was really. Tr- I guess. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. He, if he had stepped up quickly and taken care, of, I, w- I would have preferred it. But again, he was just being a boss. And but anyway, but I like that scene too. And I wish I was gonna. Um, I wish they did more of that for our characters. Yeah, being a little bit more savvy in America rather than being really stupid and lost. Yeah, that stuff goes on too long. So the stuff between them, like landing at the airport with all their luggage, to when he sees Lisa, that's where the movie drags. You could have cut out a little bit from the barbershop, a little bit from the pageant, like you know, like that stuff is like a little. There's just too much in there. We don't. We get that they're foreigners in a foreign land and they don't understand. Like that, that one of the best scenes in the movie is where that guy is uh, begging to him or bowing to him at the uh, basketball game, <laughs> yeah. and they come over and they see that guy and he's like, "I will never forget today. I'll never forget meeting you. I'll never forget this." <laughs> and then he's bowing and he walks away and he's like, "Who was?" That? He's like, "Oh, just some man I I met in the bathroom." <laughs> that shit was like one of the funniest things in the movie. So the fun and games in here is really good. Like there's a bunch of it, like in at McDowell's with like the bucket and stuff. 
Um, so yep. I feel like there's some really good storytelling in this movie for as kind of low rent as, like Brent said, the story is a little bit hollow. Yeah, like, I mean, you get... He sees Lisa at that event and it immediately cuts to him and Simi already have been hired. And he's yeah. going over McDowell's with them. And I love that he's lying to them and how he stole everything from McDonald's. Uh, that yeah. scene was uh, different to me this time. Like he is c confessing that he ripped McDonald's off in that scene. Yeah, yeah, that is actually super funny, all that stuff. He's like, they have the Big Mac and we have the big, <laughs> what is it? Mick. Mick, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's obvious. They have the golden arches and we have the golden arcs. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> and because they even confirm later on in the movie that he is he's completely full of shit and he ripped them off when he's like looking at one of their manuals or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right too. That is really funny actually, that little <laughs> gag because there's it nothing is. paid to it. It's just really, it's like a little visual gag and then he puts <laughs> it away immediately and you're just, you catch, you catch it or you don't and it's yeah. fucking great. When I was a kid though, I didn't understand what was going on when I was, because I saw this in like 88 so I didn't understand what he was doing. When I was a kid, I thought he was seriously like it was just a big coincidence. But watching it today, I was like laughing. It was really funny. Do you know what? That's an example of a great bit that runs throughout the entire movie and it never pulls from the movie. There's never like time spent on that joke. It's like you walk up, that guy's taking pictures. And then as they walk in, you get to introduce to the store that, that Akeem and, uh, and Simi are going to be working at. And you get into, uh, exposed to that world by him basically uh, announcing that he's stealing McDonald's ideas. And that guy taking pictures was probably a copyright investigator, right? <laughs> yeah, well, totally yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, and, a legal um, investigator, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you get to see these little parts of it through the movie, like not really anything focused on. And then you get like that bit, like with him reading the fucking uh, training manual. The yeah, it works. Manual, straight I, up. It's yeah. It, it's they because do it doesn't pull away from anything else, right? There's no yeah. there's no competition between jokes there. It's just a funny bit that rides through the middle. There's also a great moment that humanizes him, uh, uh, Akeem, when he shows him his house, which is like not a great house. It's like okay. But like, it's like, you know, it's like, what is it? Like, you know, 3,000 square feet or whatever. But he yep. talks about uh, his castle and stuff and how a, a, a Akeem can, can like achieve what he's achieved. But Akeem, Akeem it is a funny moment, but Akeem's never a dick about it. Akeem says, you have like a wonderful palace or whatever. He actually comp... And he when he says that, he's being genuine, even though he has so much more. He's not actually being a dick. He actually is being yeah. nice, trying to be nice no, to him. he's humble. He's a humble yeah. man. He's, yeah, yeah, he's so humble in this movie. I, I feel like liking him, like fucking Eddie Murphy, man. He he fucking, yeah, he, he's better Eddie than people Murphy, give him credit for. Who could do this movie but Eddie Murphy? He, I, th I thought he was really good in the Akeem role. Um, some of the other roles also very good, but not necessary maybe, but... Uh, but definitely the Akeem role. I mean, we talked about it before. They they set his character up to be very likable, but Eddie Murphy carries it. He is very likable. Colin and um, I were talking about this. We were watching um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2. And the same thing, I think, with this movie as with that and many movies that he's in is that they only succeed at all. Like whether they hold up or not is for discussion. 
But the only reason that they are even in the discussion a lot of times is because of Eddie Murphy. He's one yeah. of those characters. And we were talking about, like, how many people is there like that? There's, like, Jim Carrey. There's, um, who else? Bill Murray. Call him? Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Um, there's just Chevy some of Chase. these guys. that yeah. are Chevy Chase, exactly. Um, yeah, Chevy Chase is one of them we, we listed as well. The charisma, so, right? It's, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's the charisma. It's that they, they have enough of that. They are so fucking likable and good at what they do that you can watch them in, in a movie that would just be trash with some other actors and they're able to carry it just because they're, they fucking have such that magnetism. Robin Williams. Robin Williams would be that way too, I guess. I yeah, guess he was Robin always Williams. more. The best of the best, right? He yeah, kind of started off serious the, though. The, the benchmark Pinnacle. for that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, that's why I'm so, so yeah, terrible think, Fisher King because like that I think is his best performance. Mm, you talked about that a lot. I think we we have that on the list now. Yeah. So we'll get it out of Colin's system so we can move on to other movie comparisons. <laughs> um, I uh, so yeah, Eddie Murphy just crushes this. If this wasn't Eddie Murphy, then you this movie would suffer. Um, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, how about Eric LaSalle? And how fucking effective he is as Daryl. Because I want to punch that guy right in his <laughs> Jerry Curl head. Yeah. Oh, so my God. He was from ER, right? Uh, he went on to ER, either that. Yeah, or, ER. Or was right. he? In, yeah, he was like uh, the bald he was ER, doctor yeah. in ER. Yeah, and and like I like his acting. He also has has like a great presence and great charisma. He just uses it for evil in this movie. I um, also, though... I, I think they salvage save him kind of save him at the end and you make make him a little bit more likable like with him coming out from the rain and he did kind of get screwed over yeah but little. he's an interesting character like he's he's yep. obviously a kind of a dick right like he he takes uh, credit for the money and stuff like that and you can tell that he's he's kind of superficial um, yeah, yeah totally oh, yeah. but he's but he's not an evil ba- bad guy by any sense he's no just, but I also he's think just a guy and he's probably kind of a dick and douche but he's got a lot of other redeemable stuff and you do kind of feel for him at the end i think it's because of his insecurity he that that character plays eric lasalle plays him as insecure at the end and you realize maybe it was all an act just because he doesn't feel good about himself so he has to be such a fucking douchebag but like the fact that that, that's even carry you man the fact that that's even in there, though, to me, is impressive for the storytelling because I, he's a memorable character, and and in the '80s, there's so many guys who would be in that role that wouldn't have been memorable. They yeah, would have just exactly. been like, "Ooh, the bad guy, douchebag, or whatever." Yeah. No, he does a drives good job. a nice car. Yeah, so I think yeah. the writing and then his performance pulls that off. And of course, James Earl Jones, like everything that. He does and this is perfect. Like he's amazing in this movie. He looks yeah. the fucking wardrobe they gave him was also like amazing. But also yeah. James Earl Jones doesn't have to try to be regal. Like That's I believe true. that James yeah. Earl Jones is a king. If you told me that now that secretly yeah. he was a king of some place, I would yeah. believe you. Yeah. That guy is Even, a fucking he carries himself so powerfully and dominantly. Love him. Even even his wife, who plays the mother in this, is very yeah. very well cast and a great actress. She pushes Man, back on him sex- a couple of she's times. She's sexy too. And you you know when she starts <laughs> talking that like she gets her way and she's like, no, this is happening. And you're like, damn right. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. She is she is um she has a power to her, man. I fucking dig her. Yeah. I love that line she says where uh, he says, "Who am I to change it?" And she says, "I thought you were the king." 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good, it's just good dialogue. It's quick, it's yeah. snappy, and you get like that, that there, she wants him, she wants him to change things, and he is trying to stick to tradition. It's just very quick. There's a yeah. lot of good writing in this movie, actually. I was really surprised because I thought it was all going to be dog shit. I expected it to. And it, and the movie does clip along fairly well. But like John was the saying, like with a lot of the other characters, the movie staggers a bit because it that's where that hollowness seems to come from is that instead yeah. of really diving into the fish out of water story or the love story or all the different kind of accents you could find within there um they put a lot of weight into those characters into a lot of stuff that's like a little bit silly like even the randolph and mortimer stuff there's time spent on there that is like i think that used to happen a lot more like 80s 70s 60s there was a lot more like throw this guy in from this other thing because even in this movie there's two parts where they break the fourth wall right in the beginning where eddie murphy looks at the camera when that girl's gonna whatever she's gonna do and then, whatever, yeah. and then at the end, they fucking bookend it with Eric LaSalle when that girl's like, oh, you're all wet or whatever. Let's get you out of these clothes. And then he looks yep. at the camera, too. And they're both yep. actually like funny moments. And they don't pull you out of they're the movie. Subtle. And they don't kill the tone. Yeah. Yeah, because they're subtle, they're subtle I think. Right? Yeah. But um, I don't remember what my point was. Do you guys remember? <laughs> Can you make it for I me? don't. I don't remember. I, I I think you were saying that there is a there is a silliness to it that doesn't need to be there that kind of takes it down a yeah. peg. And yeah, I think you're sorry, right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think there definitely is they and it is because they were trying to do this kooky we're all these character things like way too much. Because like the best moments um between I mean the best some of the best acting and the best like growth moments are when he takes her out for dinner. After the, you know what? At least that joke goes somewhere because those guys come to the window and they're like, oh, thank you so much. We should do lunch or whatever. And she says to him, um, you, when you interact with people, they, they respond to you in some weird way. Yeah, so at least says, that... You certainly have an effect on people. Kind of, at least yeah. that kind of added something to the story and it wasn't a throwaway. Like it was another example for her to see that he was special. That's- so what I think is you get that joke because that's that's a mass appeal joke. If, if you know trading yeah, places, you have to really have great. same director, right? Same director. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was gonna yeah. say it's a great movie, but I can't say that for sure. We'd have to do it to to know. I haven't seen it in some time, but I remember it being very enjoyable. And um, this that kickback here, that that nod back is is very or callback. That that's a good one. But then you can't have any of the other stuff. Um, that that Eddie and Arsenio are those main characters for it just um, like so like in the let's say you got to keep the barbershop guys but why couldn't you have had snappy you know older black actors playing those roles right have actors in those roles not the guys what does it add to the movie right it just confuses you because they have to dedicate so much of the screen time to those guys until you get that it's them but we're not watching a skit comedy. We're watching a movie where I care about Akeem and what he's doing, not this bit character that's going to be in the movie. Yeah, for five it takes you right. It takes you out of it. It takes you almost yeah. out of the movie when they when they you know it's them, and then you're like, they're like, "Ooh, look at this though. This is cool. Like, are funny. Look what we're doing over here." And it's just yeah. like, oh, "Fuck, I want to watch a movie." Like, that's a yeah. really good analogy. A skit comedy. Yeah, they have yep. these little skits like in the middle of a feature, which is weird. Yeah. And, and especially since this feature is almost two hours, it's an hour 50, 
57 maybe yeah i think so like somewhere in there some of this like and and yeah the the main story is really really enjoyable um it's interesting and and the the love story she's like she's pretty flirty from the start even though she's still with eric lasalle but um if you're into someone you're into someone and she's not really into to daryl anyway like deep (laughs) down the first scene where he meets her, I don't think she's into him at no, all. Not there. He's like, yeah, no. It's not. But until I like after that he saves though. The store. Yeah, I, I no, like, I do too. I, that makes more sense. That she's kind of like, who the fuck is this weirdo? And yeah. then she kind of, you know, she starts to see how endearing and earnest he is. It's a good build, right? Yeah, yeah. She starts off from a position of like, I would never look at this guy a second time. It's weird yeah. because the relationship is believable. It's. V- very yeah, fast it's, it's very fast but it's developed actually like really proficiently yeah I think so I, too. as per usual i'm like i wish that they would like build the relationship and end where they're like on their way to to something special i don't like when it like has to be a marriage rush to this thing because that cheapens it a little bit um i don't mind it eyes. because that's the beginning right they're like that's the whole yeah. driver for the movie because if akeem didn't need to get married at that spot in the movie we don't end up in america so the the fuse has been lit. Um, yeah, I don't mind it happening for that reason. I agree with you. In a lot of other cases, I think that could be a huge flop, a uh, huge failure yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. What do you just guys, a, just a personal preference? What do you guys think of her father? Because I think they try and salvage her. Well, they do. But do you do you hate her father throughout the whole movie? And then he like turns down the money for his daughter. And does it, I don't does think he's he a quali- I don't think he's a quality guy through most of it. Yeah, but when he does stand for his daughter, like when as soon as he says something against his daughter, like he doesn't tolerate any of that, which immediately kind of washes over because basically all he's doing is the same thing that a lot of guys are doing at this age. A lot of dads were like, I just hope that my daughter hooks up with someone that's successful. It wasn't about the woman driving their career. There's some of that, obviously, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a little over the top. He's like, he's got his own money, babe. He's got his own money. Yeah. (laughs) You hit the jackpot. pumped about that. Yeah. When he says you hit the jackpot is also another funny line. Yeah. You hit the jackpot, girl. (laughs) No, he's a little superficial, but I think it's like. um, But do you think it works or does it come out of blue at the end where he turns down $2 million? He's like, fuck you. No, um, well, from my from my perspective, I don't know if you're asking Brent in particular. If so, tell me. I'll shut up. No, just both. Of yeah, you. I I just think he, um, instead of thinking if he's a good or bad person, he's definitely a gray area guy. But at the end of the day, he's going to do what it takes to survive and protect his family. And so I think you know he recognized he didn't have the the know how or like the ideas really on how to run a restaurant. So he he stole the McDonald's operating manual and made a McDonald's. And then he lies about it to protect it. But when it comes down to protecting the family, he's got his principles and you're not going to fuck with him no matter what and insult his yeah. daughter. Um, I so, think it does so work. Yeah. Does I think it it's redeem a big enough him? thing. A big yeah. enough thing for, for someone. If someone's saying something about your children, you're like that. Become, if the fact that that trumps all is yeah. me, that's makes what, him a me, good that's guy. that's what sinks in, right? Like yeah. as a father of a girl. I think about like if that guy's got the money and there's like chance for me to kind of fucking douche myself into fucking a good situation, I'll probably douche it up, right? But you can't shit talk my kid. And I think that that's what makes him, that's what really drives it down is he's just trying to do what is necessary, like John said, to provide for his family. But when it yeah. when push comes to shove, 
he will not fucking uh, sacrifice their well-being or their honor for it, which I think is, yeah. is great too, right? I think it yeah. works. I think it works. I, I and I like that he's a little bit. I mean, that's what makes his character. He's flawed guy, right? He's superficial yeah. and vain, but he's well, also the characters like, that we like. We like characters that are diverse, right? Characters yeah, that are that's real right. people. That's right. So I think he is a likable character, and then at the end, you do like him even more. Um, I think yeah. he's one. He's a very interesting character. Her sister is a little nut blah or whatever, but her sister is is the top of superficial. She could give a fuck whose dick it is as long as it's connected to money. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that actress was somebody's cousins. I don't know who they could have no, probably I, got. She, I think she did fine for that role. I think, think she, she does okay? exactly what she's supposed to. I guess she's that's supposed fair. to be like have... a like a little. Um, you know, surface level. Yeah, everyone can't have character, depth, right? I mean, there's too yeah. many characters in here. I mean, they should have spent more time on maybe her sister and got rid of some of uh, the barbershop and singers and priests or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I do like the sister. More room for that. Yeah, that side story with the sister and Arsenio. Like, I guess that's kind of funny, but didn't that didn't add anything? Like, do you guys like Arsenio Hall? I've never been a big fan of him in this. I've Not in anything Arsenio really. Hall. I think so. He's, I like he's a really talented guy. Yeah, I I like uh, Sammy. Simmy. Sim, Simmy. Sammy's sorry. Great. Simmy. Yeah. <laughs> Simmy. Um, but Semi, I guess it is. Semi. Semi. Is it Semi? Anyway, because it sounded like you're calling him Sammy, and I was like, Ooh, I thought you were talking nice. about yeah, Samuel. I, I did. Sammy David. I did. I thought you were talking about Sammy David. Samuel Jr. doing his crazy. Oh, black Samuel is amazing in this movie. Thing. Samuel is maybe the best actor in this whole movie. He definitely is. Arsenio as Semi, I liked. Um, the other sub-characters, I just... No. I don't know. I, I, those were His were especially distracting because the Eddie ones that fooled me for a second, I was like, who is this? And I was like, is that Charlie Murphy? No, no, it's Eddie. Um, <clears throat> but Arsenio's guys were are a little more outlandish, and while he he does them decently well, again, it's like it seems to be at that skit comedy level. Yeah, I, I don't know. Him, him, and, him and drag did nothing for my nightmares either. So that's uh, <laughs> I, I heard a great. Thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Frightening. I heard a great thing. I heard a great thing with an actor said once is bad actors lie and good actors tell the truth, and I feel like that's what. Arsenio, he doesn't know that. I don't think he knows the difference. And so that's why I feel like Eddie Murphy is a better actor than him. He just doesn't get I, that. I think like, Arsenio uh, is a comic. And I think yes, that these are I think so this too. Is the way a comic plays it. Because Arsenio yeah. is definitely talented. And like John said, I do I do think he's um effective. I think I he's don't, funny don't, in all these roles. And I think that all of the characters that he plays, like all of the, the, the preacher guy and the fucking barbershop guy and that, that woman at the bar scene is super funny to me. Um, yeah. I think he's effective, but I think that there's an earnestness that is um, present Missing, in yeah. Eddie Murphy that maybe yeah. Arsenio doesn't have. And I think it's, and it's weird because they're both comics, right? Like, like Eddie is a sh- couldn't be more of a fucking comic. That guy's a came up through oh, clubs yeah. right since he was like yep. 16 his mom used to drive him to fucking clubs that guy and he is just like a robin williams not a i shouldn't say put him in that bracket but he has the pot the potential for there to be a bit more gravity to him for there to be, yeah. be a bit yeah more soul and it's or like a center the, the, that you see right the one that really sticks out is the female character 
Because that's just like the biggest cliche. But some of the other ones, you're right too. Like that once one's again, meant to just be a, a total fucking throwaway. Pole, I guess. Right? Yeah. Like it's meant to. Plus, be he's silly, talking to himself. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so good about <clears throat> Vince Vaughn in that that movie where he does the body switch with the young girl. Is Vince Vaughn like Freaky? plays that like th- he? Yeah, because he never ever ever pl- um like takes takes for granted what he's doing. He plays he a go teenager. Full no, yeah. he plays he commits, the truth. He commits, but he doesn't yeah. go too far. Yeah. Yeah. He's, no, he's exactly. So good he, on that. It's perfect. He's that he's trying to he's yeah. trying to be believable, and he wants it to there, there be a truth to his character that he is that character. And there's stuff where people do that that are bad, where where they they don't give a fuck enough that they make make it cliche or stupid. Right. Mm. And uh, Arsenio, I guess, you know what? He, I, the barbershop guy's good and the preacher's good. There's just too much of the preacher. Uh, there's just those, that whole Daniel and the lion's den stuff makes me laugh or smile or whatever. I like that when he, when he does his little bits, but it just needs to be like one liners or whatever. And then you needed to get away from him. Cause like you guys said, they, they spend too much time. There's too many detours and distractions from the main story in this. There and is. It's, it's it's not that long. It's only two hours. I think that I think that the thing is, is that you have a really solid movie here, um, but it is subtract like all those things are subtractive. They're not additive, and I think yeah. that um, I don't know if it's a matter of the timing. Like at the eighties, this was still something that people would like. They liked that little hiccups in there. I can't fucking. I can't. This think movie of made a fuckload is. of money. They made, made a, like this made a ten times the money. Yeah, so people did love it. They're so making like that type but of was humor, that the right? element? Was that the element that they liked, or was it for other parts of it? Right? Maybe they love the Eddie Murphy story like we seem to, but yeah. just didn't notice the rest. I mean, that's what it is. That's what <clears throat> drives me nuts. Is like that. So when they decided to make a sequel to this movie, they simply decided that 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 it was just going to make money based on its namesake. So, so they didn't, they didn't put any time or attention or care into it. And like, obviously the, the movie just came out, but like the sequel is just such a bastardization of everything that this is. And then also they had a bunch of celebrities in it that are like, like they had salt and Peppa and destiny's child and, uh, Morgan Freeman. And they just, it's just like star fucking they, cause everyone wanted to be coming to America too. Like, it's too bad because if they would have actually written a script that was even close to as good as this about something else, it could have been better. But instead, they just go with, like, the Austin Powers 2 models. This shit really pisses me off, actually. That whole thing, actually. Because Eddie Murphy deserves better than this. And I'd been getting hyped about Coming to America 2 because I'd heard rumors about him going back into the clubs, doing stand-up, and I'd heard that he was destroying because he's yeah i mean he's one of the fucking goats right his stand-up will be uh, good i think oh 100 percent you'd watch his stand-up do you ever see him receive that uh mark twain award yeah he's great bill cosby yeah if you haven't seen that youtube fucking uh eddie murphy receiving the mark twain award is killer that guy standing up is killer and his talent is better than i haven't seen coming to america too but colin has told me something about it and if what he's said is true, which I anticipate it is, <laughs> then that's a huge fucking waste of time and it's a huge waste of fucking hype and it's a gigantic waste of Eddie Murphy's talent and his uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? His fucking memory. His skill. Yeah, and his memory. Like, three people wrote it. And apparently it was the most viewed thing on Amazon Prime. So now the studio's already in works to make another sequel. It's just fucking gross. The guy's got talent. Put Eddie Murphy in a semi-serious movie right now. Yeah. Like because he was in that, that guy that, is at the that, age where he could fucking walk that tightrope. Yes, he yeah. should be doing movies much, much better movies than sequels. You're totally right. There, there could be some opportunities out here to play uh, something. Just something. Get sink his teeth. I'm trying to think of another actor who, who like when they got a little older, like went a different direction. Um, like Bill Murray is a perfect example. He did a lot mm-hmm. of silly, more funny comedies, and then he became much more dramatic and serious with like Lost in Jim Translation. Jim shit. Yeah, Lost in Translation is a great example. Eternal Sunshine for of a Spotless Mind. That's what he needs to be doing right now. Not fucking coming to America three or whatever the fuck. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. If I was his agent, I'd be like. You got a lot of money. Do you want to just fucking do something decent? <laughs> like, there's like a million scripts out there that would be better than coming to America 3. <laughs> and I could get you a little money for it and we could get it funded and you could produce it. Like that's what he should be doing with his career. Yeah, passion I, projects. I wish that would be the case. abhorrently wealthy. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. And like I do think his stand-up is more exciting than this garbage, um, like sequel garbage. So I'm excited to see that because I, I think he will be very good uh, when he starts to do it. I'm sure he'll he ha- he'll get a special on Netflix or someone will give him a special or they already have given him a special because I think he's, he's got to have some crazy stories. He's oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah. And so like hey, he, he can start basing his comedy around that. He has three or four kids um, and stuff, too, and the wife and all that. His brother made a career off of stories just hanging around him. So Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, exactly. yeah. Uh, totally, 100%. Yeah, so he could... Rest in peace, Charlie um, Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, fine. that was too bad. I love Charlie Murphy. But anyways, so what did you guys think of the way they ended this movie where uh, where where it's kind of like a surprise ending? You got you got two options. He goes to her. He says, "I love you. I wanted you to love me for who I am." She says, "Oh, I was going through the same thing with Daryl. I do love you." Ah, uh, and then fade to white as they cut to the wedding, or you do it this way. That's about the only two ways if you're putting them getting them I together. I think you're probably right. I and this is definitely better than that. I I that's what I'm was it's gonna not say. A surprise, is, though. No one thinks that this isn't gonna happen. No, I you're know. right, but but is it better to do it this way than just have her be, hug him and kiss him know. in the subway? The first way Why is not? so lame. It, it, this it, way is, but it, this way is dumb because I'm like, it's her, and it's dumb because like, how do the logistics work? How, who talked to who? What the fuck? It might leave you with more questions and answers. I kind of yeah. yeah I, I, I may. I, part of me. At least they tried finish, to do but. something because they could have been lazy and done like nothing. What I said first. I yeah. think and nothing. Just, I personally think nothing is a better idea. I think you really. You, he comes to her. He pleads his case. Maybe she goes away. Maybe there's like a serious dark night of the soul right there. But then they reunite. You don't just do this like at the end when he's waiting at the altar and he finds out yeah. then that his bride he, is a different woman. He's already she, been like, jerking if, off thinking about the new girl. <laughs> uh, if, 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 even if she like came to the airport and ran down the terminal and like, I came, that would have been better. It would have it it solidifies the relationship a bit more. It's just a bit more honest. 
if you would have if you would have written out a lot of the other bullshit you could have you could have added tacked on another 10 minutes uh of of something in there that was better than what it was yeah but because they had all that other bullshit they just fucking they just put pussied out at the end and we're just like fuck it it's a trick right it's a trick. Yeah. They just try and trick you at the end. They're like, you thought it was this, but it wasn't. And we gave you no indication other than you knew in your heart it was going to happen. There was no way you would know that this would be her because we didn't show you. Trick. Ha ha. It's just, it's, it, it, it's again, better than, better than just, I think this, the vanilla, I love you on the spot, but I like the, um, she, she walks away pissed and fucking she went gets and down least and least then turns and then she comes it, back. Yeah. She Even in the same scene, she le- she walks to the edge of that wherever they were in a um, were they outside for that in a in a, a play play swing they're side? in a subway station or sub- oh subway yeah. right yeah right and she walks away and then he gives the five hundred thousand dollar earrings to the uh, <laughs> woman the old the lady that that proposes to him or whatever that I thought woman that was funny throws her pussy at him she's like oh yeah whatever oh, yeah. if you're really she's a also prince, like you can fucking have all this. She's also been dead for like 20 years now. <laughs> so she was that not woman, in a um, sequel. Oh, yeah. She was ancient. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, so one other character I wanted to mention before we start to wrap this up was, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I should look it up, uh, is Barney, the landlord. I call him Barney because oh. the guy played Barney in the... In the oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, I think his name uh, was Barney. Hannibal movies and Silence of the Lambs. Um, and I, I like the actor. He's also in The Wire. He was really good in that. Yes. Uh, as one of the head honcho guys there. Anyway, yeah. he's hilarious in this, right? That's one of my favorite yeah. lines is from him where uh, where Akeem asks him if his place is is uh, is simple <laughs> Dirty. or something like that. He's, he's like, like, oh, yeah. it's a real piece it's of shit. It's a real yeah, piece of shit. He goes, <laughs> he goes, that's a real shithole. You'll love yeah. it. It's, fr- it's Frankie <laughs> Faison. Yes, Frankie. Frankie Faison. Also, Cuba Gooden Jr. as the guy getting his hair cut in the very first barbershop. Yeah, scene. that's right. That's yeah. that, in the barbershop. Doesn't even have I a actually, fucking line. No, I actually I already... do like some of the secondary characters. The woman on the train who's like, who's like, do it, honey. She's good. And the woman at the, um, at the Western Express office who convinces him to ask for a million dollars. Oh, she's yeah. She's really good. She's yeah. great. Like, Are that's you like sure one of my that'll most be enough? That scene is really funny. Make it to yeah. million. She's like, why not? And his telegram is awesome. His telegram's <laughs> wicked. No yeah, wonder the king showed up. See, little she, details like that again keep the main part of the story moving along very ticking well. along. Yeah, and she, yeah, and her line uh, there about uh, she reads it aloud and it's funny. The <laughs> yeah. note. like that whole scene is really good. There's yeah. a bunch of good secondary characters in there. Uh, the the one that was for some reason they put into the next movie is Louis Anderson. Who's like uh, 110 years old now or whatever? He's, he's like, wow. Great in this. Do you think he's good in this? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I guess I've never been a fan. All he needs to do is what he does, and he is so. Louis Anderson is an interesting character, and you can feel however you want to feel about him, but he is a character, right? And yes. in this, he all he needs to do is be himself, and he provides yeah. a little color to the to the film. And it's not distracting, but it's additive. I feel like his role in this adds more than it removes. I do. Um, I do have a special feeling bad for him because when I was in Vegas, uh, I don't know, a, a long time ago, we were at some shithole hotel watching UFC fights in a, in a shitty little tiny theater in some off the strip casino. And it was his we feet. 
Yeah, and it was his theater that he played at like five times a week at this like that dumpy dumpy casino. Oh yeah, don't so I was Louis doing fine, I'm sure. I yeah. hope so. He 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 used to do the uh, that game show, but then uh, Bert, I, who took that game show over? The Family <laughs> Feud does not matter. Louis yeah. Anderson anyways, did Family Feud. Yeah, Louis Anderson did Family Feud for years. And yeah, now I think Steve, that's right. uh, what's his name? Has it? Steve Harvey. Oh, Steve Harvey. Yeah, not I a controversial personality off. there at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> no more jobs. That guy does everything. But Samuel Jackson's definitely standard in this movie. He is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I, he is. I when I see him and uh, Eddie Murphy together talking, I'm like, they should make a movie with Samuel and Eddie. See, that'd be a great fucking movie right there. Get those two yeah. guys in a movie together. Yeah, but again, those are two guys that you like seeing on screen so much that it doesn't matter what the fuck they're in. You're gonna stick around. I'm just mm. saying the next movie Eddie Murphy should do, he should be in it, and it shouldn't be a comedy. Yeah, I agree. it should be something different. Those two guys would be great in a movie together somehow. I don't know how, but. Yeah, 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 not American, not not coming back to America three or whatever the fuck. A <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Cop nine. I, I don't want to see uh, Eddie go down that road. I wonder well, if two is uh, one is probably the best, but maybe two is I don't know. I would think it's probably garbage, but three is horrible. Three is John Landis again. Yeah, I know, no, but it's awful. So Beverly Hills Cop three is terrible. He, 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 they kill he, the he, sergeant, he, his, his boss. And the first one, he's going to chew his ass out or whatever the hell he says. Uh, the, I love that detective character, the chief detective. And yeah, they fucking he's great. kill him in the third and like the opening scene. And it's also everything that's trash. Axel, that's interesting, where he cons his way into places and like tricks people all the time. He doesn't do any of that in three. He pays to get into the theme park. He pays like 80 bucks. Axel would never pay yeah, $80 to get in the theme park. Yeah, it makes in. no sense. Who wrote that screenplay? There's some Someone horrible effects in that movie, too. Never saw the first two movies is who wrote that movie. <laughs> the effects are awful, too, in that movie. The, the green screen or however they did the shit where he's hanging from the carousel. And it's, it's, he oh, saves yeah. the kids. It has nothing to do with the movie at all. Oh, Except I it happens in the in the playground or in the the amusement park that just happens <laughs> to be run by the bad men. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. garbage. Why do I remember that? I don't ever want to remember that. I'm. Uh, awesome. What do you think about what do you think about bringing this one home, boys? So I, the home. guy who Johnny sings, Go. the guy who sings, "She's Your Queen." I I have had that stuck in my head <laughs> since I watched this. See, I do there was not him. know why. There was him who was kind of like Eddie Murphy's like main main guy, main handler, I guess. There was a female equivalent that the the movie focused on a couple of times. Some f- female character that was with the king's posse, but she never spoke and she never did anything. But they showed her enough times that I was like, who is this person? Oh, yes. I know who you're talking about. Was she a bodyguard or something? She was was an attractive woman and wore skimpy outfits, which was weird. I guess they're in (laughs) Africa. It's hot. So you have to like, you know. I guess. Maybe it wasn't skimpy for Africa. Maybe. I don't Um, know who she was though either. I think she was like a chief of staff or something for her, his the king's wife, the queen, maybe or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe there was supposed to be more of a role there that got cut down, but it, that seemed stood out to me twice, two or three scenes. I was like, "What?" Yeah, the so hell? Johnny, give her. Um, Go okay, ahead, yeah, I, I gotta say, I'm on the fence with this movie. I'll just come out and say that immediately because, um, I mean, it's what we've been talking about. The Akeem story is 
interesting and where it lacks any deep complexity, Eddie Murphy makes up for it by making it really easy to watch. And the girl who plays Lisa does a good enough job across from him. And I kind of buy how their relationship develops. And I appreciate it goes from her not, you know, it goes the full gamut of what you typically see in movies for these kinds of things. But they do it well. And Daryl is a, a good enough douche in the mix and he throws wrenches in and her dad does a decent job of fucking things up and then coming around full circle and Eddie's family is all fucked up where they need to be and a him and Arsenio kill it. So, I mean, what, what I'm dealing with is a, like a, a pretty good 90 minute movie, slightly less. I don't like what they did in the ending with the lying to me about that, but, but that's fixable. At least it's fast. At least it's quick. I mean, yeah. like it's two seconds. Like if they, as long as it's not, ugh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really didn't like all most of the sub characters with Eddie and Arsenio in this. Really, it, they were, those were huge speed bumps. Um, and there was enough of those breaking, breaking everything up. And I just wanted to get back to like watching the guys kicking some ass or, you know, buying the hot tub for the apartment. That kind of shit was all funny. Um, so they just needed to get into the depth a little bit in, more. Like In the semi- face. In the face. Yes, yes, in the face. <laughs> So, like, those fish-out-of-water little things are fine, but I also really enjoyed when they were very competent, again, taking down Samuel in the store. That was good stuff, too, when they were doing good deeds and good turns. Um, that works really well. So, uh, this movie could be fixed, but but from what's broken from where I'm sitting, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, okay, here, uh, fuck. Jeez. <laughs> Two I weeks in a did. row with some toughness. I almost jumped. I almost jumped. I guess it holds I up. It. I guess it holds up because the Eddie Murphy heavy bits and, and even even Arsenio heavy bits, um, this movie doesn't like, it knows what it is. It has that going for it. And it leans into a lot of the humor super deep, like around the bathing girls and, and banging them and like the, the break in the third wall and like so they know what they're doing with the whole movie which which makes makes me relax and lean into it a bit more too because i can get the right level of silliness in my brain and this like for the most part lives up to it so i don't think those little bit characters (laughs) i don't think those bit characters um ruin it enough for me to say it doesn't hold up this movie does the job it sets out to do and um yeah so i'm gonna give it a holds up very fence like hold up Bam. Uh, you want Three. me to go, Brent? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it holds up too, and I think it's because I never stop liking Eddie or wanting him to succeed. And there's so many of these other movies that I don't like because I stopped, the speed bumps are too great that I stopped giving a shit about the main character, or they just do bad writing in the end to ruin him as well. And I don't think that ever happens. Like, the ending sucks, but it's so fast that it doesn't, that it's not as offensible that because it's just, it's two minutes. It's literally Fensible. two minutes and they just fucking get out and it's over. They have some shitty jokes at the end where she's like, you still give up all this? And he's like, if yeah, we can give it up now. And she's like, nah, like oh, I would have got rid of that stuff. But absolutely. But I mean, other than that, I mean, like it just it just ends, right? So the fact that the bad ending was so quick and didn't ruin the rest of the movie, and I get the jokes, some of the inside jokes. I think the jokes really funny from Trading Places. 
So that shit works for me. Yep. Where he's like, Mortimer. <laughs> and he yeah, rolls we're over. back. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, it's like, so I like that because it's a little extra. It's a fucking what, what they would call today. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, callback. Uh, it's yeah, it's a callback, but uh, a Easter egg or whatever. It's like something special for like if you're a huge fan of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So yeah. that stuff all worked for me. Um, the and there was a lot of bad in here that was getting in its way. I mean, it, this could have been edited down to ninety minutes, and it could have been even better. Yeah. So if they would have gone and like took a bit of a scalpel to this, I think this is definitely not a Humpty Dumpty. Whether Brent thinks it holds up or not, I, you could have fixed it. You know what's Brent awful Owen? is the the Zamunda Palace. For me. The Zamunda Palace oh. set. Is oh my god trash why did they paint the inside of the palace with palm trees when there are palm trees fucking outside yeah i was saying this to john i was like no interior designer would ever do that they want to paint the outs inside to look like the outside the only reason they did that is because it was a studio in hollywood and they overcompensated that is gross like that yeah. they did that that set's really confusing because it's obviously a backdrop but it has people moving around the backdrop yeah it looks very unsettling. There was one piece of it that was real, uh, a kind of awning or uh, an entranceway. You could, it just looked so distinctly bad and the rest was so obviously a painting. But yeah, they, then you had the, the walkers, which kind of just confused me, but I was still like, that's fake as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but there's a good example. Once this movie again, did get nominated for two facts. Oscars for best uh, costume and best... Um, oh, Jesus that's fuck. weird. What was the other thing? It could have been, yeah, it could no, have been I know, interior it design. No, no, it's um. It wasn't art design. Best costume design and best makeup for Rick Baker. Best makeup, yeah. So, so best costume design, I can kind of feel it because this world is really cemented into you, um, without trying that hard. Yeah, the wardrobe and costume guy didn't try hard. Obviously, he did, but I mean, it just it's seamless into the movie. Yeah, the costumes are far better than. Then the art direction, yeah, I would, I would give props to that. Like the art direction's abysmal. The the makeup guy's name is Rick Baker, um, and he's retired now. But he had eleven uh, Academy Award nominations and won for best makeup seven times. Wow! So, like, that's why we were saying Any like, examples some of, the stuff of other looks flicks so that he's did. Uh, I could look into it. Granted, did you say it? Did you say anything? Did you do your thing? No, he I didn't, didn't start yet. No. Oh, give her. Uh, wait, no, Werewolf Academy Awards. London. Yeah, American Werewolf in London, Harry and the Hendersons. He won for Harry and the Hendersons. No, no fucking way. way. Harry and the Hendersons won an Oscar, everybody. <laughs> Let that fucking sink in for well, a second. We'll have to get that. And the Oscars maintained credibility after that. Ed Wood, Nutty goes. Professor, Nutty fucking Professor won makeup. Men in Black won. How the Grinch Stole Christmas in 2001 and The Wolfman he, in 2010. Did you say he won for Ed Wood? Oh, he so won. So all his yep. stuff is is overboard fantastic. Ed Wood is makeup. a black and Ed Wood is a black and white movie. He, he won said for Ed fucking Wood? makeup. Yeah, he said he won for Ed Wood a, an a Oscar for yep. makeup. Oh, I didn't hear you say Ed Wood. That's it's in surprising. black. That's in black and white. That's weird. That's a weird win. That is weird. There must have been yep. no makeup movies that year. He worked on the <laughs> Star Wars. He worked up on on the Star Wars movies. So he was like yeah. in it from the start. Cool guy. Hey, there's a nice segue into Brent's review of Coming to America. He's stalling. Uh, well, let me tell you what my problem is. 
after I watched this movie, I was like, holy fuck, does that ever not hold up? And then we started talking about it. <laughs> and, you know, thinking back on all the stuff that you enjoyed while you're watching it, there's a lot of enjoyable shit. You laugh a lot. I mean, a lot of it's nostalgic and nice and <sighs> it doesn't hold up. It's just not, it's just not cohesive. It's just, I not. felt the same as you. I actually felt the same as you after watching it, but it's but just not thinking, cohesive. Do you know what I mean? Me, this movie is yeah. a great sketch comedy, uh, with a very, uh, thinly threaded, uh, romance story through it. And even though those characters are likable and they do a very nice job of giving you, um, everything you need without having to fucking drive it home or, or, or kind of be too obtuse about things. I find that the movie just, it's, yeah, it doesn't hold think up. Of, I didn't, I didn't enjoy about, it. I enjoyed it the least I've ever enjoyed it this time. Um, mm. I felt like it was a little flat for me. Think about this though. You could take, you could take out the scenes where they go to that whole. Out of a 45 um, minute movie. You could take out those scenes from the whole charity event and just have them start working at McDonald's. And he sees Lisa there when he's mopping. You could have got rid of fucking all of that. Yep. Because none of it fucking does anything. They just get him a job at McDonald's and he fucking meets her there. He sees her in the office and she's nice. And then he like starts to like her. You didn't need any of that stuff. Like that's where no. you chop. Check out yeah, chop. You can get rid of Even chop out the, the barber bar shit there. All the barbershop could be gone. There's yeah. like I would no... be much happier if that had happened. Much, that's what much I'm saying. Happier. So that's why I feel like I understand what you're saying. I, and I guess I mean they put that shit in. So I they hate fucked up. It. I hate, by the way, just so you guys know, I hate being the only guy that says something doesn't hold up. I know, but it's I I was three times now. I was convinced <laughs> and every time I, was, I go to sleep feeling like I fucking failed. I don't blame you. I was you. convinced though after ta watching it that I didn't think it held up. But I just talking about it and stuff. I. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it was tough because I, I kind of got convinced. I just can't get behind it. I love Eddie Murphy, um, and I'm a R.C. Newhall fan, but this is an Eddie Murphy movie, and I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's immensely talented. I think he's fucking one of the greatest stand-ups of all time. I love stand-up, and Eddie Murphy is on probably the Mount Rushmore, right? Um, yeah, he's good. And he's the reason why this movie goes as far as it does. Yeah. But yeah. I, can't, I can't allow it doesn't hold that's up. okay that's I, yeah i i mean like you almost make me want to flip my switch it was so close for me but ultimately me too, like yeah. close. i wouldn't it's i wouldn't tell someone not to watch this movie um but i, I honestly don't think i would again it's i also just, feel it's like good after enough. this might be the closest movie we've ever done for all three mm -hmm. of us if you think about it a lot of the other after movies that have been divided have been um pretty strongly opposed in either camp right i feel like this movie everyone is right on the wire about it yeah yep. it's close i also feel like what might have made it better for me was after watching this like a day or two later after thinking yeah it's not that good watching the sequel i think that was like holy fuck is the first one <laughs> like the, the first one is like citizen kane the first one's <laughs> fucking Citizen Kane compared to this. Yeah. So maybe watch the sequel, Brent, or try. You'll get you won't get far. 
I had to watch yeah, it in but, three but separate liking chunks. something because whatever I'm comparing it to is fucking. I know. I'm just. It's not a good reason for that movie. I know. I know. It's to, it's totally true. But I think our conversation helped with that. But I feel like that also made me feel a little bit safer. You guys almost swayed me. So I mean, yeah. goddamn. I was. I was absolutely convinced before this podcast i thought everyone was gonna say the fact that i'm the only one saying this actually it's pretty surprising what was sticking out as it was leading up to this discussion all those shitty bit parts were sticking out in my head and that's how i was defining the movie but then when we started talking and i got down to the core of what this should have just only been about i was like i have zero problems with like most of that like there's some great scenes in this movie the scene where 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 he the father um uh, james earl jones talks to her in her bedroom is a very brief and short scene but that's a great scene i love the dialogue and her like telling him off and storming out and then him coming out like they, they turned me around on mcdowell like yeah. <laughs> that's fucking great man like that scene uh, that scene has a lot of heart to it though because it's straight sincere like and James Earl Jones yeah. just says, my son was only ever here to fuck you. Like, yeah, you're never going to be anything to him. Yeah. yeah. And that's so real. That scene is that scene is great because it's so real because they don't go for a cheap laugh there. They don't throw anything in that is silly or um, going to going to take away from that at all. And I think no. that, that is like a very smart decision. And I think that that this movie has a bunch of those type of decisions um, that allow it to be as good as it is. Yeah, overall, I even like the, yeah, I even like that musical bit with uh, with Daryl at the door and uh, that, and then he keeps going open, opening the door, and he keeps telling the fuck off or leave, <laughs> and he keeps ringing the doorbell, and he even trips and falls. <laughs> when he's going there the last time and i don't know if that was a real trip because it looks very good so i don't know if he but uh but and then he sticks a dog on him i thought that that shit was all kind of fun and it it was it stood out a little bit in the movie but i i think it 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 works right it's funny yeah and uh the whole the dog (laughs) the dog poodle going after him or whatever yeah that all worked for me so yeah, yeah there's I had a good time watching it. I smiled a lot and stuff. So a lot of stuff still worked. That whole tea fucking barbershop thing, just you could have got rid of all of that. I like yep. the barbershop stuff. It just it's I like watching them like everyone does in their makeup and, and their character talks like this, the one Alcinio does where he talks like this or whatever, the the gray hair or whatever and their yep. names and stuff <laughs> and I'm talking about boxing, but like it just slows down the movie. It gets in this movie's way. It just shouldn't have been in this movie. You just they should have just made a movie about a bunch of old guys in a barbershop. Yeah, and he could play them. It's called Barbershop. I think they. No, made but I'm just saying they could have made a two and three. Even. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's fair. Well, there you go. They should have. But Eddie and Arsenio should have done it before those other guys came along. True that. Took it out of this movie. Yeah. Because that would have been fine. But just it didn't. It just was a big distraction. Yeah. All right, you heard it here too. Coming to America and Coming to America Two doesn't hold up. Well, don't yeah. see Coming to America Two. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't see the sequel. <laughs> yeah, don't, do not best see not. the sequel. There's like barely enough to watch in the original. There's definitely not enough for a sequel. No, Especially that's the thing. Is as you can't stretch this. No, as you're lining up. The, no, there's no story. <laughs> this there's was a stretch in the first place. 
Yes, one hundred percent. You're when that's you're lining a great up way your sequel it. thirty years later, and you say we're just going to get all the same people back. It'll be awesome. Then you just need to stop and shoot yourself in the face. Like here's a here's a great example <laughs> of a movie that I, I think is is one of my favorite comedies. <laughs> that w- was a stretch also as a movie. Cable Guy. Like if if anyone ever said Cable Guy two, I would fucking be so mad because yeah. it's nope, just like, but I'm going to call it right again, now. Cable Guy holds up. Oh yeah, I think it does too. But that's what oh. I'm saying is that's it. Like John said, you stretch that so thin that you use up all the material. Because I love watching um, um, Jim Carrey and uh, oh, what's his name, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick together. They're seen. Broderick is so good off of him as the straight man. Yeah. Like Broderick doesn't get enough credit for his performance in that movie. I love when he tells him that he paid that woman was a prostitute. The fucking look on Broderick's face. He, he's like, get out, get out of my house. He is the same character in Election as the teacher, which oh I watched God. recently, and election, I highly I recommend. That's, up too. that's Broderick's thing. Like, even think about you the got, freshman. Like, yeah. he's always the straight man. You guys gotta Broderick's watch. Watch. El- no, you guys gotta watch Election again. He's so good um, in Election. I bet Election would hold up. I would call that. Yeah, if, if it did feel like it did, I didn't watch it in that way. I'd have to watch it again if we were going to do it for the show down the road. But anyway, two to one, I guess. Yeah, two to one, but I think it's what we all know is that it's 50-50. Take it or leave yeah, us. Borderline. If you're in the mood yeah. for some Eddie Murphy, maybe Beverly Hills Cop, then Trading Places might be your one-two. Oh, yeah. Then this... Then Golden Child, uh, but maybe not. I don't know. You make your own Eddie Murphy. I'm not what if Golden Child's amazing, guys? My dear Golden sweet Child? brother Noomsy. There's I no fucking way. There's, there's no, no way Golden way. Child. That well, movie that's will what not I'm be saying. a cohesive story. The effects story. alone are not going to hold up. I remember the effects being shite the first time I saw them. As but a we kid. don't care about like, the effects, what the though. What the fuck is this? Yeah, but it Charles Dance too is is Noomsy, the guy who played uh, the Lannister father. What? He's the main bad guy. He's Shut the up. devil, I guess, the demon from Golden That makes Child. it even oh, better. That's fucking right too, actually. Yeah. Well, now yeah, I have to watch that. Um, I think it's on Prime. So yeah, I think fucking Taiwanese kid that folds the pop cans and shit. I actually do want to watch Golden Child again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because of that. We all know it. Johnny, do it. I I I I I want the knife. That's all I remember from that. I want the knife. That's all I remember from that. He does like a rap on that thing. There That's what the, I'm saying. There is That's the crazy Chinese guy too that like is picking his nose and he's playing a homeless guy. I know you were. Isn't that the guy from uh, the movie that you guys said hold up? Uh, the truck driver. Big Trouble in is, Little China. Big Trouble. Yeah, isn't China. that the isn't that the um, same actor in Golden Child? The old guy. Yeah. Maybe no. not. I don't. No, John would have. John would have said. No, it's not. I'm trying to Damn. think of where else. That this guy we're talking about is from. See the guy who sells Gizmo? And <laughs> yeah, so actually, that's I, the think, same guy. I think no, I think that is the same guy. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, oh, Blinky from Big Trouble. Uh, what's his name? Who's Blinky? <laughs> He's got the fucking one eye closed in uh, in uh, Gremlins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Blinky. And he, I think he tends to have one eye closed, actually. Yeah, well. Pretty soft endorsement for coming to America. That's what I think. It is soft. Soft, soft. Much better comedies to watch. Maybe Uh, someone will switch their mind to over the next weeks and months and years. 
We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see, Brent. Get ready It'll for the next you one. You guys on this one. Look, I took back Fifth Element, but you guys are gonna fucking call this. Fifth back. Element. Fifth Element. So it. good. Yeah, I love Fifth Element, Element holds up. I regret ever trying to fucking be controversial about that. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird understanding at that point. I was new. I didn't really know. No, that's Look, fair. Now I now I am ingrained and I know. Fifth element the reason, big mistake on my part. This movie, the sad truth. That that's why I can't argue with you because I'm I was so and I'm sure John too is so on the fence. There's like no point in arguing this. It's so close. Mm-hmm. It's razor's edge. It is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been fussed either way, and now I know if I'd gone a different way, I would have been supported by one of my brethren. <laughs> what are we got Smart coming up one. next gents uh i think there's a boondock it's about some saints. holy people some boondock saints i gotta tell saint you Patties. going into this i have never i have ne- I, you guys were a fan when this came out i've never been a fan of this it'll be funny if we switched like oh starship God. trooper because be starship great. trooper i think you guys are big fans and i i despise starship trooper until i saw it recently and i was yeah, like, yeah except we stayed good. fans and you turned around so we'll see if we can get you to do the same for boondock saints i think uh yeah we'll see boondock. it's gonna be i think that's gonna be interesting conversation right on all right well yeah. coming in america no don't come in america coming to america uh, is, America. is the non-porn Everyone's version with coming. Eddie Murphy and you should eh, watch it. I don't care. What the fuck? <laughs> Go watch something else. There's better <laughs> shit. Definitely better shit. Okay. That's all for us tonight. We uh, very much appreciate you listening and keep listening. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.